The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, or good morning if you're listening overseas down in Australia, or good afternoon if you're out on the West Coast. But anyway, whatever time of day it is uh, that you're listening to this podcast, or if you're listening to the live show, uh, we've got a a kind of interesting topic I wanted to cover tonight. Um, You know, one of the the countertops that you don't hear too much about, at least I haven't, I I don't hear too much about it, but it's a very, very popular uh, type of countertop, especially in the Northeast uh, part of the United States here, and that is what we call soapstone. So on today's show, I want to talk a little bit about a soapstone. I want to talk about the pros and cons of soapstone. I want to talk a little bit about what you need to do to refinish it. Uh, to oil it. And yes, you do oil soapstone. We'll get into that here in a, a little little bit of time. Uh, and just about anything else that has to do with soapstone. It's a topic we haven't covered on this show. I think we're up to like 140 some shows so far. So if you haven't listened to all the podcasts, I highly recommend you go back and uh, pick the topic that's one of your favorite topics and go back and listen to those shows because it provides some great information on, on the show here. Uh, so anyway, if you're listening live, the call-in number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. If you're listening to the podcast, then uh, send me an email if you have a question, a comment, or if you'd like to be interviewed or on the show. And that email address is fhouston at gmail.com. And that would be spelled F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. All right. So let's get on the soapstone. Um, I don't know how many of you uh, in high school maybe took a chemistry class or a biology class or even in college and you've worked in the lab and you'll notice those black countertops you tend to see in all these chemistry biology labs and and some of the other labs that are on, on campus. Well, folks, those are what we call soapstone. And there's a good reason why soapstone is used on those particular countertops. And we'll get into that here in a second. But let me first take a look at the basic geology of soapstone. You know, what what is it made of? Well, the nice thing about soapstone, and we'll talk about the cons of this as well, but is that it's chemically inert. So it's resistant to heat. Uh, it's pretty durable. Uh, it uh, uh, doesn't etch with either acids or alkalines. Now, with saying that, I, I have to say that we have had some issues with what quote-unquote etching, and I'll get into that here in a second. But uh, soapstone, you may hear the word uh, steatite. That's S-T-E-A-T-I-T-E. It's another word for it. And for you geology buffs out there, soapstone is basically a metamorphic rock, and the mineral is talc. With then has varying amounts of chlorite, micas, 
and some other minerals in there, including carbonates, magnesium, and silicates. So you wouldn't really expect to find calcium uh, in soapstone, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean, you have to remember, folks, we're dealing with a rock here, and you can get some uh, little bits of calcium deposits uh, that can occur in some soapstones. It's, it's rare that you would find that, but you, but you can find that. Uh, and the reason I mention that is because, as you know, if you've listened to some of the past shows, is that calcium is what uh, uh, can be easily etched uh, with, with acidic, acidic products. So now, why do we call it soapstone? And basically, it's because it has a soapy feel. A true soapstone will have kind of a, it'll kind of feel like a dry bar of soap, if you will. Now, most of the soapstone that, that I have seen, it tends to be a little gray to black in color, but there are some other colors that, that can exist in soapstone. Uh, you're going to find soapstone in quarries out of Brazil. Uh, the United States, up in Vermont, for example, Finland and India is where most of the soapstone stone comes from. Now, I did mention that soapstone is used a lot for countertops, and that's, there's a plus to that, and there's also a negative to that. The plus is it's a very durable material. It's almost stain-proof, very, very difficult to stain. Uh, that's a very good positive aspect of soapstone. It's also very heat resistant. As, as a matter of fact, it's also used as a fire brick in fireplaces because of its great heat resistance, but also it's extremely soft. If you remember the Mohs scale, and I, I think I've gone over this in some of my classes and some of my shows, uh, the Mohs scale goes from one down to 10, one being talc, and 10 being diamond. Well, your fingernail, the hardness of your fingernail is about a two. So a true soapstone, you can literally scratch with your fingernail. So it's an extremely soft material, which is great for fabricators because it's very easy to fabricate. As a matter of fact, you can use uh, ordinary woodworking tools to fabricate soapstone. It's so soft. Uh, but the downside is if you're using it in the kitchen and you're doing a lot of cutting and you have a busy kitchen, and you may want to think twice about it uh, because it's going to scratch. It's, it's going to scratch very, very easily. But then again, soapstone has that kind of uh, what I like to call antique look, a worn look, which is, you know, in a lot of uh, decorating schemes, that, that that's the type of look that, that you want. If you want that nice, highly polished you know, deep, deep shine, don't choose soapstone. You know, soapstone tends to be, you know, very matte in finish. It'll have somewhat of a satin finish to it, but it'll never have that, you know, deep, deep, what I call 10-foot shine that you usually see on on granite countertops or, or, or marble marble countertops. Now, you can get soapstone in a grayish color, as I'd mentioned, black, bluish green, and sometimes it'll appear a black in color, just depending on where the soapstone comes from. Now, you may have heard that what soapstone, what you do to soapstone is you oil it. And the oil we're going to use, and what's recommended by most soapstone quarries, is mineral oil. And because of the density of, of soapstone, that mineral oil really doesn't soak in to the, to the top of the, 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 the material. Uh, so it's something that has to be repeated on a regular basis, depending on the use of the countertop. Uh, it might do it once a month. Some people do it a couple times a year. It just depends. So if it's not stained, if it's not going to stain, why do we use mineral oil on it? Because soapstone generally will darken with age. Now, if you can live with, you know, a blotchy 
uh, a soapstone without oiling it, that's fine. But if you want to keep it that dark color, because it will darken and age over time, especially these grayish colored soapstones, what we do is we oil it and oil it kind of brings out that nice deep black color. Now, when I get calls or people saying, I know I have a soapstone countertop and it's leaving water rings and it's etching, it's not really etching. What's happening is you're removing that, that mineral oil that's on a surface. It only leaves a very, very tiny, fine layer on the surface. And cleaning, normal cleaning will remove that. Now, those of you that have soapstone sinks, uh, it becomes very, very difficult to oil those because obviously you're going to use a lot of water in, the, in a sink. You may add soap to it, and it's just going to uh, remove all that mineral oil. Now, that's not to say don't oil it. Uh, I would highly recommend that you go ahead and, and oil it, but it's it's going to have that that kind of splotchy, uh, you know, dark areas, look like it's stained type type look, but it's not stained. Eventually, it'll all blend in. So what's really uh, what I consider to be the beauty of some soapstones is that it will it will age over time, and it'll get that nice patina, that nice dark patina. But if you can't wait, uh, then you want to go ahead and use some some mineral oil on there. So, you know, does soapstone etch? No, it doesn't. It, it shouldn't etch. Like I said, it's chemically inert. It's basically, you know, a, a talc-based material. It's good for outdoor use. We can't resin soapstone like we do with, with a lot of granites. Um, I've seen soapstone used on flooring. And uh, it, it tends to be a little tricky on floors because, you know, they're going to scuff up. They're going to scratch. But if that's the look you're looking for, if you're looking for that aged you know, patina type look, that's, you know, something you might, you might want to consider, you know, and you guys that are listening that actually um, sell soapstone countertops or flooring or sinks or fire brick or, or whatever, just make sure your, your customer is aware. If they want that look, uh, they need to be aware of the properties of soapstone. It's soft, but it, the, the big plus is it's chemically inert, uh, acids, alkalines, most chemicals won't affect it at all, but it needs to be oiled. It needs to be oiled on a regular basis. Now, you'll also see soapstone made out of uh, outdoor planters. I've seen burr baths, uh, garden fountains, uh, all kinds of different type of apl applications. Now, as far as your fabricators go, it's very simple to fabricate, although uh, you have to be extremely careful when, when uh, working with soapstone because you don't want to scratch it. Uh, you know, you're not going to end up polishing an edge on there. You can put any edge you want on there, but it's not going to be a, a shiny edge. Now, for those of you out there who are looking at, you know, maybe designing a kitchen, if there's any interior designers or consumers listening, you may want to uh, take a look at the pricing. Pricing can be a little pricey. I mean, I, I would say, you know, if you, you pin me to a wall and say, what am I going to pay for, you know, a soapstone countertop? You're probably looking anywhere between a 40 to $100 per square foot range, depending on the part of the country you're in. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. I would recommend you go with 3CM thickness as opposed to 2CM thickness. It's just less likely uh, that, that it'll break uh, during, during handling or whatever. Okay, so let's talk about uh, a little bit about the caring of soapstone. And I've, I've already mentioned that. And this is where I get into a, a lot of debate when it comes to should I put an impregnator on soapstone? And I would definitely say no. Uh, an impregnator is going to do nothing. Now, if it's a color enhancer, it can darken it down, but your mineral oil is pretty much going to give you uh, the, the same, type of, same type of effect. So I would highly recommend that you just pick up mineral oil. You apply the mineral oil on there with a lamb's oil applicator or a soft terry cloth towel. 
Uh, you let it sit there for a few minutes, and then you wipe off wipe off the excess. That's all you need to do. Uh, if you're a fabricator, you'll want to do that uh, uh, prior to installation or at the time of installation. And if you're a homeowner, that's something you're just going to have to do on a regular basis if you want that nice, consistent, uh, dark color that you get on a lot of soapstone. Now, as far as repairs go for you restoration guys out there, there's not a lot you can do unless someone wants all the scratches removed. Let's say they have a soapstone countertop that's just kind of beat up and, uh, you know, they, they, they want it to look new again. Well, you can go in there and lightly sand it. And I would recommend going in there with the least aggressive uh, sand sanding. Uh, don't use diamonds on it. Diamonds are going to be a little bit too aggressive. I would recommend just a simple wet, dry sandpaper. Because uh, remember, this stuff is extremely soft. So go get a good wet, dry sandpaper. And I would probably start at around an 800 grit and uh, see what that does. If that doesn't remove the scratches, you're going to have to go down uh, a little bit to maybe maybe even 400. I would be really, really careful about going below 400 grit on, on when you're storing that. You know, and just bring it up to desired, desired finish and then go ahead and re-oil it with some mineral oil. Okay, when I come back, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about the pros and cons. And of course, if you have a, uh, a question or a comment uh, or just an experience you've had with soapstone, good or bad, then give me a call, 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. And we'll be back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tufskin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with the proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tufskin surface protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. Alrighty, folks, we are talking about soapstone, and uh, we're going to get ready here to go over the pros and cons of soapstone. So if you're looking to put a soapstone countertop uh, in your kitchen, bath, or whatever, if you're a restorer, if you're a fabricator, you may want to listen to some of these pros and cons. Uh, of course, you know, it, it's a beautiful countertop. Now, there's no doubt about it. Uh, definitely a beautiful countertop. Like other stones, it's also environmentally friendly. Uh, soapstone countertops, and again, I mentioned this before, they won't, they will not stain. They may appear to stain uh, simply because the oil will, will wear off and it'll look like a stain, but uh, you're not going to have a, an issue with staining. Another pro when it comes to soapstone is they don't crack very easily. I know I've gotten tons of calls and I've been on a tons of inspections when it comes to cracks and granite countertops, quartzite, whatever. But uh, I can't recall if I've really ever seen a soapstone countertop with a crack in it. It's a very, very dense material. Of course, they're durable. 
Now, durable, what I mean is that they're, they're, they're durable against, you know, not cracking easy, not staining easy, very, very low porosity to almost no porosity uh, what, whatsoever. Uh, they're fairly easy to clean and maintain. Uh, as I mentioned before, they are heat resistant. Uh, like most stone, you have a high return on investment. So if you're, you have a house that you're selling and you have soapstone countertops, I would definitely put that in there, you know, as a plus. And then you, for your fabricators out there, it's a fairly easy installation. And for your restoration guys out there, it's fairly easy to restore those with, as I had mentioned uh, prior to the ads there, with a little wet dry uh, sandpaper. So now let's look at some of the negatives, some of the cons when it comes to soapstone. Um, you know, of course, there's cost, but, you know, I, I, probably around the same price that a good granite will be. Uh, you do have a limitation of colors. You know, as I had mentioned before, you're, you're probably, you know, pretty much to black, grayish, and sometimes even, even a blue. You might occasionally find a, find a brown soapstone countertop here in the States. Uh, we're going to see mainly the grayish uh, color soapstones. And, of course, when you oil them, you're going to get that nice uh, deep black. Now, remember, we're using mineral oil uh, to, to get the dark color there. So if you're, if you're a cook and you like cooking with olive oil or any other kind of oil, uh, that can be a negative uh, because eventually what's going to happen is it's going to make it even darker. Now, if you don't have a problem with that, that's fine. But, uh, you know, oils are oils and they will darken it down. And, of course, probably the biggest con when it comes to uh, soapstone countertops is they scratch very easily. As I had mentioned on the most scale, they're, they're down around a one, uh, which is the lowest you can get. So they scratch very, very easily. Uh, the texture, uh, especially after applying a mineral oil, you know, may feel a little soapy, uh, leather-like, if, if, you, if you will. So those are some of the pros and some of the cons when it comes to soapstone, but it is definitely a, a countertop that uh, you're probably going to run into at, at some point in your career. Or if you're a homeowner, an architect, or an interior designer, it might be a countertop that you may want to take a look at. Uh, it's not for everybody, but it does have a, a, a use, and uh, it can make an excellent material, especially uh, if you do a lot of a lot of cooking and you're worried about staining, do a lot of drinking, and you drink a lot of wine. Uh, you just have to remember that you, that you have to have to maintain it on on a regular basis. Uh, there's some really great information on the web. Uh, Vermont Soapstone has some good information on on their website uh, when it comes to care and cleaning, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you may want to uh, check that out. Alrighty, folks, I'm going to wrap things up here for uh, for today from this podcast. As I had mentioned, if you have a question, uh, you want to send me an email. It's F Houston. That's F H U E S T O N at gmail dot com. So until next week, thanks for listening. Keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Want to be kept in the loop about news, upcoming courses, events, and more, all targeted to the surface care professional? Subscribe to the Surface Care Pro Advisory. No fluff, no spam, just pertinent info from time to time sent straight to your email. Sign up for free at backstage.surfaces.com. Surfaces is spelled S-U-R-P-H-A-C-E-S. So again, backstage.surfaces.com.